0: This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592, or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Monday, August the 15th, 2016. Hey, good morning and welcome, it's the Patriot Radio News Hour, on a Monday... Half point, halfway mark through the month of August. Today's the 15th of August. It's still hot in Arizona, but you know what? We love and welcome you to the show. Here at the Patriot Trading Group, what do we do? The physical delivery of gold and silver, and it's as easy as giving us a call at one 800 592 The lovely Wendy's here to take your phone calls, answer your questions, walk you through your order. Oh, go Or go to that World Wide Web. Check us out there at allamericangold.com, point and click. Take a look at those products and take a look at the news to disturb the comfortable, where we certainly don't tell you what to think, but we give you something to think about. This show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group, and it's leader, it's hero. His name is Joe Jaquin. He's the man behind the show. He's the money behind the show. He does all the research and what we like to call delivering economics with attitude. Joe, it's Monday. How are
1: you, buddy? Happy Monday. Happy yes, Monday. Monday.
0: I, you know what? I hate it when people go, I got a case of the Monday. You know what? <laughs> I tell my kids this all the time. There's only two things you control every day. One, your attitude, and two, the effort you give to control that attitude. Now go get them. That's it.
1: You know that's what? That, that's what the coaches say all the right? time, right? Right,
0: That's it. Well, we did coach together yeah, forever. a long, you know? long time. But, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, we'll call it a happy Monday. Why not? Uh, I don't know if you caught any of the Olympics that were going on and and the United States domination in this Olympic Games. Michael Phelps. Another one, right? 23 you, gold medals. I How know, many is enough?
0: I know. I, I, well, he says this is it. He's not coming back. Okay? He did say that. We're I think he could first. do it again. He probably could. Taking the right supplements, he'll be a winner again, too. <laughs> but you know what? The other thing they will tell you is this, is that uh, – did you see? I got an alert on my phone that the United States won their 1,000th gold medal.
1: I did not see that. I did One, not know in 1, the 000. history
0: of the Olympics. And, uh, you know, the Olympics, I don't know, and I saw another stat, I think it was Bob Costas saying this on TV, that they have records that go back into, you know, the, the Greek era. You know, you know what I'm saying? When, whenever it started, yeah, right? Apparently some uh, Greek runner named uh, uh, Adolf Papinopoulos or something <laughs> like that, you know, threw a rock, and he was the first Greek to win gold <laughs> in the shot put. Right? But he was competing against a goat. And something else. So I don't know, man. It started somewhere, right? It started somewhere. I'll tell you who's throwing a, a, a discus and a shot put, and they're all just coming out of his mouth. It doesn't stop with Donald Trump. I just don't get what's going on. I know you love to talk politics, but I just thought I'd throw that out there.
1: I want to say this right now. I guess it's one of those things where, where you, you know, when you look at I don't think Donald's changed at all from when he got the nomination to today i think the only thing that's really changed is the the media's tripling down now on on the awfulness of whatever like he's saying obama was the the founder of isis and really when you think about it you know he's the one that left iraq left the vacuum and you know makes some sense to me and and i don't know i don't know what's going to happen in the election i just i will tell you this i i just submitted my ballot here for Arizona. Right. Uh, did the early balloting for for uh, all of our, you know, the senators and the House of Representatives. All
0: those little signs on everybody's houses and all these corners, and you see them. I, I just, you know, it's just not my favorite time of year, but you got your ballot in. Will you all vote? I'm just wondering if our listeners are getting out there and voting. I hope so. You'll rock the vote, right? Rock the, rock the vote, vote, man. <laughs> Do people still say that? I don't
1: think so. I know
0: that that's my generation. Rock the boat, you know. I saw this
1: documentary on uh, Spring Break. Have you seen this? Spring Broke, it was called, and and how Daytona Beach wanted to get rid of all the Spring Breakers. I
0: thought that was revenue generating. Why would you want to get rid of all that money? Well,
1: if you actually were a resident... Yeah, I guess that'd be
0: a pain in the neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. having a bunch of drunk uh, people urinating
1: and drinking beer on your lawn, other things. Yeah, I could understand it. It was, uh, yeah, that's where the I think that's where the rock the vote came from. But we got we got a great show lined up. We've got a special guest uh, from from Homer's hometown, a a member of our military that that's going to be joining us here in the next segment. Uh, He served in. And is still serving our, our our country. And he's been, not only did he do tours in Iraq, he's done tour in Afghanistan. So it's going to be uh, great to to get his opinion. He's in town uh, with a bunch of his buddies for, you know, the all-important fantasy football. Well, it only happens once a year. And right? you've only got a small window. Listen, you get you turn it into it you hey, I got an idea. Let's get a fantasy football league together and let's do it somewhere other than where we live. And and they decided and these knuckleheads
0: chose 109 degrees Arizona, and they went you know stayed at the Cliff Point Hotel, lovely resort. But you know I'll just tell you it's it, it's a hillside climb to go from one guy's room to another. Oh yeah, So, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, let me yeah just, and
1: but you know what it's affordable in the summer here. That's right. If true. you're going that's to true. to to spend a week at a nice resort, you'll pay a lot less when it's a thousand degrees out. So we'll get his uh interpretation of dry heat as well. <laughs> you know <laughs> Don't worry, son, it's a dry it's heat. It's a dry heat out there. And then we'll we'll of course talk all of the economic news of the day. We did have uh several different economic reports out. We've got stock markets at all time highs, uh gold is higher today, silver is higher today, and we'll we'll break it all down for you. It's gonna be I think a really, really interesting show because, uh, you know, let's face it, we don't have a lot of guests, that's not what we do, uh, but, it, but I think it's, it's something where uh, Homer brought him in today, and I said, hey, let's have Jesse on the air, so we're going to get to that. In the next segment, I'm, I'm, I'm extending right now. I, I don't have my headphones on. Are we closing in on the break? We're, we're still good. It,
0: we're still coming up on the break here. But the one thing I will tell you is this. All the kids are also back in school. Oh, all of them now. All, officially and still. so hopefully the back-to-school commercials are done because I'm tired of those. Okay? <laughs> and But now we have school traffic to deal with if you're on I-17, 101, or anyplace else.
1: See, now I go a little earlier, so I miss all that. But, yeah, uh, my oldest has started school uh, for the first time today. But uh, Patriot Radio News Hour, we've got a great show lined out for you. Don't touch that dial, and we'll talk to you in a few minutes. Hey,
0: welcome back. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour, day 15 of August. I hope everybody's having a good summer as we are in the dog days of summer. I'm Homer Lopez, he's Joe Jaquin, and. We have a special guest today. He's a high school, middle school classmate of mine. We've been friends forever, it seems like. And uh, just by chance, we got to hang out this summer for a class reunion. And uh, uh, one thing I will tell you is when you grow up in Idaho in a small town, you have very limited options. Everyone's broke unless you're one of the farmers. And you can either go to the military. If you're lucky, you go to college. And uh, one of my best pals here, he did both. He did both. And he, you know, he's always been an independent guy, a very successful person. His name's Jesse Branson. He's a major in the United States Army. He's uh, served uh, 16 months in Iraq. He's served six months in Afghanistan. He's seen the ugly side of what's happened over there. He's seen the wonderful side of what's happened over there. He's seen the good and bad. He's had to deliver bad news to certain people. I know Jesse, and the one thing I know about him, you don't want to get in a fight with him. Number one, he is a bad man.
1: I'm gonna number tell you two. right now. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Number- very, very impressed. You know Homer and I. You know we we started doing a little boot camp a few weeks ago. Tried to get in a little better shape. Yeah, I don't want him at that class. But
0: you know what? You always want him with you because uh, I'm telling you, he'll he's a loyal friend. He always has your back. Jesse and I, have, like I've said, we've, we've uh, uh, been friends for, for a very long time. Jesse, welcome to the show, man. Uh, we're really happy to have you here.
2: Hey, thanks, guys. It's, it's really a uh, pleasure to be here. Uh, Homer, walked. Uh, we walked into his work today and said, hey, you want to be on the radio show? And I was like, sure, why
0: not? Why
2: not? Well, yeah,
1: well, well, absolutely welcome, Jesse. And, and first of all, thank you for your service. I know all of our listeners, uh, we... Uh, we love our military. We love our vets, and and I want to personally thank you. I know that you know one of the things you were talking about. You're a major right now, uh, getting ready to uh, become a lieutenant colonel, and of course, my brother. I was telling you the story. My older brother, uh, he's a lieutenant colonel uh, in the Army Reserve. Of course, you're active, right? Uh,
0: that's correct. Yeah. And active. how many years have you been in it exactly right now? Um, I'm at. I'll hit
2: 21 years in November. Wow. Okay. okay
1: that's. I mean. Uh, that's my what he, entire what adult year, age, man, say, That's our I, entire I, I, adult I'm looking at you, and I'm trying. It's really hard for me to g- get to, right? Wendy's saying the same thing. He looks like a baby. He really does. I He's mean, He's got it, a baby it, face. It's disgusting.
0: Well, and I'm going to tell you. I'm mean, going to tell you, uh, like when we were at our class reunion, when we were with his friend uh, uh, doing our fantasy football pick yesterday, you know, he got confused this week for being in his uh, early 30s. And I'm just like, man, <laughs> I love you, but I
1: hate you. Right? You know,
0: but I'll Me and
1: it. you have a body for radio. Oh, some, yeah. some will argue that I have the face and the body oh, for me, radio. Like
0: me and you are brothers, uh, right. you know, from another That's mother right. when it comes to that. but
1: He, but he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. No. But oh, no. But I will say this before we get on to the big stuff fantasy football is what brought you here uh well you know
2: fantasy football was the uh i have to be honest it was a secondary reason for coming you know the number one reason is to, to see your college buddies again and see your high school buddy and, and to hang out and uh enjoy each other's company doing the things that you love to
1: do and that's fantasy football and poker right there you go there i goes. heard you guys got a, a round of golf in is that right and, and golf ra- that's right okay.
0: yeah actually jesse got two rounds in he got to play the cliff point uh, resort over there uh uh, lookout be, Mountain, yeah, and look then out yesterday mountain, yeah. we played Dove Valley, and we just had a wonderful time, you know, and, uh, um, you know, it's just, it, it, it's, what do you do when you come into Phoenix? Listen, there's a golf course every other corner, right? So you're going to golf here, and so they, his friends are wonderful people. Some of them are school teachers. They're the backbone of America, too. But you know what, Jesse, says we have you here, and we, and you are currently in the military. There might be some questions Joe may want to ask you. I may want to ask you about the current state of things, of you know, as as you see it. My first question is this, because I know that you've been in many different roles within your 20 years of service, right? I know right. that that you have been uh, uh, when you were in the field. It's not like you're a recruiter out there, but right now you're 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 running a recruiting battalion, correct?
2: Correct. Uh, I, I'm actually so in a recruiting battalion, you have uh, 240 recruiters. Okay, everybody's familiar with seeing a recruiting station in a mall or something. That's a a recruiting station. Uh, There are about eight recruiting stations within a company, and we have seven companies in our battalion. So that's kind of how the hierarchy goes. So uh, in our battalion, you have a commander, which is lieutenant colonel, then you have the executive officer, which is me. I run the staff. I make sure the recruiters are all resourced uh, with their laptops, their cell phones, their paper, their ink, the Latin, you know, everything that ha- that a recruiter needs to go out and recruit our best uh, for the nation military. That's what I help do.
1: Give us a little insight. Where are we with recruiting the best? Uh, how is recruiting today? Uh, obviously, uh, we we've, we've been coming off the wars that we were in in Iraq right. and, and Afghanistan. The yeah. uh, ISIS is all over the news. Right. Uh, what's it like?
2: Um, well i will tell you what it it is it is a little bit more difficult than it has been in the past uh you have the the- min, min, millennial uh you know those are out there and uh and the sense of entitlement that today's youth have so, so
1: it's no different in the military. We talk about this all the time, oh, right. about, you know, the, the the sense of entitlement. They all Nobody wants to really work that hard. Right. Uh, they're living in the, the basement of their parents' home, yeah. or they're living with grandma and grandpa. Yeah. I mean, so the military, the same way. How about the ones that go in? Is, is it different? Is the culture different? I mean, we, we hear about, uh, I guess this is a kinder military. You know, I grew up with, uh, you know, boot camp was, was uh, What was the movie with Pyle and all of that? Full metal jacket type thing? I mean, <laughs> right. is that today's military? Uh, not at all.
2: Not at all. It is a kindler and gentler army. And uh, I'll tell you what, though. Um, it, it, there is very difficult to find kids ages 17 to 24. That's kind of our demographic uh, to get qualified individuals in.
1: I mean, you'd be surprised. Yeah, you me. just
0: can't go in. you got to qualify. you got to qualify.
1: L- walk through that process
0: for us.
2: So what,
1: what, what qualifies somebody? What doesn't qualify somebody?
2: Okay, so first of all, drugs are out. You, you can't – so, of course, there's been drawback in numbers, okay? So because of that drawback, our, our standards are uh, raised significantly. Um, but in order to get in, you know, you, if you have traffic violations, if you have, uh, if you have drug charges, typically that's a no-go. Um, if you've smoked dope in a state, for example, Washington, where we are, it's legal. So we've got that to battle of kids that have smoked the dope. State the state you, of where, Washington
1: where you're headquartered
2: out of. Right. So the state of Washington uh, smoking pot is legal. So uh, and f- because of that, they can come in if they've smoked pot, but they have to have haven't smoked pot 90 days prior to entering into the Army. Um, If they get there and they test positive, then that's it. They can't ever come back in again. That's why we we do what we call hot seat procedures where we get them on a chair and we ask them all these questions. Are you sure you haven't smoked, are you sure you haven't? um, Before we test them, as long as they confess that, yeah, I did, okay, let's just push you back 90 days before we can bring you in. Um,
1: Okay, so at that point, if they say yes, you say, listen, come back when you've been clean for 90 days. Right. And once they get there, here's a cup. Right, right. right, you're, you're going to immediately do a drug screen on them.
0: exactly. Okay,
2: exactly.
1: now what about tattoos? I've heard, I yeah, heard yeah. that that is a disqualifier. Is that
2: true? It is, and, and I'll tell you what. There was a kid that came in the other day or tried to come in. He had a, a single line right where his thumb and fing- finger are. Finger, and finger in between. Just a little. It looked like somebody put a pen and went like this. Disqualified.
1: So he started a tattoo. He was like, "Wow, that hurts!" I would. Right, right. I don't want it.
2: Disqualified. And it's uh, it's very very frustrating because the kid was completely qualified other than that. So uh, tattoos are a discriminator, and uh, and and it really you know takes out some quality people.
1: Wow, and especially yeah. today, that seems to be a very prevalent thing. I mean, tattoos have really come. Uh, I guess I don't know in vogue. It's kind of the, the right. latest fad, and everybody's got them.
2: All right. Let me step back. So, if it's on their arm, or if it can't be shown.
0: That's fine. If it can be covered up, you're, go- you're okay. That's fine. Okay. But the fact
2: that he had it on his hand, okay, it can extend, uh, the tattoo can extend past your wrist. Gotcha. So it. So, cat- so
1: essentially, no hands, no neck tattoos, right. no face tattoos. Right.
2: Now, now, you will see some people with some neck tattoos that came in prior to uh, the, the new standard. So, okay. So, yes, for the most part, if you want to come in now, today... You can't have any tattoos past your wrist. You can't show on your neck, on your head, and your face. Okay, so
1: you can have a tattoo, right. but it's got to be in a place where you can cover it exactly. up. Exactly. And yeah.
0: also, now, uh, on to the next thing. they have to have a high school diploma? Uh, GED. GED or equivalent. With a waiver. You, with a
2: GED waiver, you can get it. Okay. From what I understand. Now, I'm not an expert at recruiting, like I said. I'm, I'm not a recruiter myself. I am uh I'm an executive officer of the battalion, so I don't know all the nit details. Right. But for the most part, now high school diploma, you can get in. GEDs, uh, it's a little more difficult, but I believe you still can get in as long as you have you've met all the requirements. Because you still got to take the test, the ASVAB test, and you've got to score a certain uh, certain score before you can come in. And and whatever you score is going to determine what type of jobs you're available to go into. So this
1: this test that you take. Right. Really, kind of leads you into this is where we're gonna. This is the field we're gonna put you in. Right, right. You scored higher. You had a better aptitude for this versus something else, and and you gear that towards the aptitude still, of that test. Do they still right. call
0: it an MOS? Yes, what you're, I mean, so, so your, your uh, uh, military occupation mm-hmm. specialty. Right, and yeah. so by that test, you get your MOS number. And me, I was so smart, I got to go and fire cannons, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so that, that was my first, you know, uh, they sent me to Oklahoma. I got to be stationed in Fort Sill. And and uh, so, I mean, I got to put that on my resume. It's awesome, you know. And nobody wants to hire somebody who fires cannons. <laughs> but, I mean, that, that was Don't the one. Don't hire guy. Yeah, that doesn't really equate well to the side. No. no, no, no. So, so when you originally went in, what was your MOS?
2: Because you started off in the right. Navy, right? Right. I started out in the Navy. I was uh, an electrician, electrician mate. Uh, basically, I worked on airplanes. And, and, uh, and, you know, it's not a specialized job. The only thing you do uh, yourself or change the light bulbs, other, other than that, you write everything down. If there's, like, a wire showing, you just write it down on a piece of paper. You turn it into the electrical shop. They fix it. Once I did that, then I went to actually the electrical shop and did the fixing.
0: So, okay and and to go get back to the recruiting side of things right. you know we we're talking about you know what it takes to get in what you can't have to get in do we have a lot of people just volunteering or are those numbers just way down i mean i know you were saying but percentage wise uh today from 2008 i mean what do you think it's it's like now as you were talking about with these millennials
2: well the the, the numbers are down for sure and, and you know everybody's a volunteer anybody who raises their hand they're volunteering i mean recruiters go out and they recruit uh, but we're not dragging them in. There's no draft. So uh, the numbers are down mostly because, quite honestly, you know, there's a there's still a war going on. Despite what people say, despite the fact that hey, a war in Iraq's over, Afghanistan's winding down. You know, don't be fooled. There's 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 an active war going on in Iraq and Afghanistan, uh, and that scares a lot of people. You know? And uh, like I went back earlier when we talked about millennials and sense of entitlement. Uh, people don't have, uh, for the most part, uh, they don't have that sense of pride anymore. Kids are coming in t- today for a college or, hey, I'm going to go at, to IT school. Army's going to chain me up in IT. Then I'm going to get out and get a good job. It,
1: but they're, they're not going in because they want to serve. Right. That's, right. There's the a pride in the nation isn't quite what it used to be is that kind right. of what you're
2: that that's that's my sense and uh you
1: know uh, we they're, a, they're doing it because they want to get something what what
2: can the military do for me right
1: versus what can i do for our country now, right
2: i mean you're going to have those obviously uh, particularly on different spots of, of the country the deep south is Is always, you know. But
1: is is that pretty much where a lot of bases are? Is that where you see? There's a lot of bases. Where the heavy military, you got that. But outside of the heavy military areas, it's a challenge. Right.
2: I mean, you have a lot of tradition down there, that and the East Coast. But when you're talking about the Northwest, where 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 we work, you don't have a whole lot of tradition in military there. So
1: when we get back, I know we're coming up on the break. I want I want to talk about your your uh, tours both in iraq and afghanistan what you think's going on there and what's to come patriot radio news hour we'll be back right after the final uh, right after the break
0: this is the phyllis schlafly report mrs schlafly is a constitutional attorney pro-family leader and author of 25 books including the best-selling a choice not an echo and now here's the founder of eagle forum
3: phyllis schlafly dr peter wood President of the National Association of Scholars, has a book that you ought to read called Drilling Through the Core, Why Common Core is Bad for American Education. Common Core is the education fad that swept the nation with the deceptive slogan, higher standards. Everybody is for higher standards, right? The word higher did not mean higher intellectual content of the standards, but a higher percentage of students passing the tests. Simple math shows that the easiest way to get more students to pass a test is to lower the standards for passing. This goal was revealed in a famous white paper that Common Core architects David Coleman and Jason Zimba wrote for the Carnegie Corporation. The education establishment quickly accepted the theory that new standards would help close the achievement gap between minority kids from poor families and students from middle-class homes. Well, the results are now in. Far from closing the gap, Common Core makes the achievement gap even worse. In 2010, Kentucky was the first state to sign up for Common Core's allegedly higher standards with the help of federal money from the Obama administration. By 2012, Kentucky had fully implemented the standards and was administering statewide assessments aligned to Common Core. Over three years, the performance gap between black kids and white kids actually expanded. Now that the damage has been done to Kentucky's lower performing students, it's easy to see why Common Core math is based on the theory that students are expected to discover math principles for themselves instead of memorizing time-tested math shortcuts that almost everyone can easily learn.
1: This has been the Phyllis Schlafly
0: Report from Eagle Forum. Have you or your children had any direct experience getting burned or misled by the Common Core travesty? Go to EagleForum.org and share your story in a blog conversation with Phyllis Schlafly voice your support for local control of education at eagleforum.org that's eagleforum.org and join us again for the phyllis schlafly report
1: welcome back Patriot radio news hour our toll-free number 800-951-0592 really unique show today uh Kinda of like anything we do here, you never know what you're gonna hear from us. You just us. don't know. You don't know. Some shows are better than others. And it's- I'm telling you
0: what, I'm really enjoying what we're doing today. I really appreciate you uh uh suggesting. Hey, let's have Jesse on the air, my friend from high school, uh major in the United States Army, Jesse Branson, originally from uh I don't know if you're Paul Habern, Rupert, Rupert, Idaho, my hometown. So we grew up in the same hometown. We're born in the same hometown. Uh, Jesse, welcome to the show again. Uh, Again, it's good to be here.
1: Jesse, really, really proud to have you on the air today. You know, during the break we were talking about, uh, you know, you've done tours in both Iraq and Afghanistan. Right, right. And one of the things you said before the break, hey, don't be fooled. The war's still going on. Oh, yeah right and 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 people wanna pretend like like it's not but the rea- reality is that war is still going on the latest your last tour was in in Afghanistan in Kabul correct correct and and what was that like i mean obviously a very dangerous place
2: well in in Afghanistan obviously our mission our overall mission there is to train up the afghan uh military That's that's the broad. That's the the wave tops, so that they can provide their own security.
1: And you were part of an international group. You had how many? How many people were in? I don't know what was it a battalion? What was it?
2: No, no, it it, it was just a section. Uh, I I had uh, I was I was the director of a section that had uh, ten, ten other soldiers from ten different countries. So the whole group.
1: There was you were the lone American, and then there was. Well, there was. I was the only American. Uh,
2: service member um, I had three contract Americans but they were they weren't uh, military they were civilian
1: right and they were what security
2: no they were actually uh, analysts
1: analysts okay right. and 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 so your your mission essentially was to try to help the Afghan police or the Afghan right. army right we
2: uh, we were we were teamed up with a splinter of the police which was their targeting uh, splinter so we just helped build a target packets for them, and uh, and we collaborated with them and, and just shared information with them.
1: How dangerous of a place uh, is
2: it? Kabul is pretty dangerous. Um, there is, uh, there are attacks there on a regular basis. I mean, you look at the news uh, weekly, and you'll see an, an ID, a bomb going off in Kabul. I mean, uh, there's been
0: several this year. You know, and so last night, Jesse and I, uh, you know, Jesse, uh, I hosted Jesse at my house last night. And today we're taking him to the airport so he can go home to be with his family. And uh, But we're watching this movie called Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, and it's about a journalistic reporter that uh, is in Kabul. You know, and so as I'm watching this, I'm looking at this, going, "Jesse, are the streets really this bad? Um, is it really this ugly?" And he was like, uh, "Yeah, it, right, right. Pretty what these, it's pretty." one of
1: the things? Like, there's no EPA. People are burning their own, their garbage, burning tires, burning everything, and and right, it's not right. a pretty
0: place, right?
2: It's not. And and you and you see the people. I mean. You just, you just feel sorry for them. Uh, your heart breaks uh, for some of these people who have nothing to do with the war, are just trying to mind their own business, trying to live, trying to feed their families. Uh, one of the things that really struck me is as uh, I was coming from uh, downtown Kabul to head back to our base, and as we're driving down the road, I look to my right, and I see a little kid. who's probably my kid's age, and he's, eight, about, he's about seven, eight years old, and uh, he was on the side of the road just working. I mean, he was sitting there. It was like a motorcycle repair shop, and his dad was just sitting in his chair, and the little boy was like, you know, hammering away at something. And uh, when he should have been in school, you know. So you see stuff like that, and 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 you realize that you you hope that what you're doing is the right thing. Uh, You're over here. You're not over here to to kill terrorists. You know, they get in the way, and you got to do what you got to do. But really, what you're there for is you're there to. To help this country get on their feet,
1: is it a, is it possible?
2: Um, it's an uphill battle, and uh, and without the help and the support of the people,
1: it's it's almost impossible. Um, and, and so for, for me, because I you know what I'm thirty thousand feet away from this thing, uh, I'm one of those people that I, I'm of the opinion that that it's not possible uh-huh. that to win the hearts and minds. Of enough of that country, there's there's too big of a of a footprint of of well, let's call it what it is, power mongering going on between all of these groups and everybody wanting to be the the, the person in charge and whatnot and the warlords and yeah. and it's a different type of society that tribal society right. uh, that are here in America just you know we don't understand
2: right and, and you know. It, it is hard, and it, it is probably nearly impossible. But the fact that uh, you know our, our country is is doing what they can to help, you know, I think that's just that's the kind of country, that's the kind of people that we are. Is is we go to, to the help and to the assistance of those in need. Right. And uh, even though it seems like it's impossible, um, it's in our best interest to train up these these uh, Afghan army uh, soldiers and, and these special forces. Afghan special forces uh, so that they can defend their own country. And, and I think that long term, that's in our best interest. So, um, you know, we just pull out, it's just going to be a vacuum.
1: And then, and then it'll be even worse.
2: And then it's going to be even worse.
1: And that's kind of the problem. That's kind of, we've learned that lesson in Iraq, right? We pulled out. ISIS came together right. now all of a sudden like you said don't be fooled that war still going on as well right. uh, you know you talk about the the, the terrorist, and obviously ISIS now is the big one that comes into mind but whether it's al-Qaeda the Taliban uh, whoever uh, any of these other splinter groups and social media right. and you know one of the things that that I'm always fearful of are they here are they coming through the border is that a logical thing to assume, or or am I just being a, a right wing nutbag wearing a tinfoil helmet? Uh,
2: well, it's it's possible. I mean, really, anything's possible. Uh, do I think uh, personally? It's all my own personal opinion. Do I think that they're flooding through the borders? No, uh, because uh, you know there are there are checks and there there are uh, uh, security places. Are there a security in place for those types of things? I mean, we do have assets that, that that are listening, and and we have those types of things. So, is it possible? Sure, but like I said, do I think they're flooding in through the borders? Probably not.
1: Yeah, not flooding, but through. No. It, yeah.
2: You might get onesie twosies through. I mean, and and you have homegrown right here in the U.S. who uh, are are crazy and have no one else to identify with. So hey, why not identify with ISIS?
1: I mean, and that's something that. you bring up, you know, that's the go, scary part. right? Going back to to whether it's millennials or or what what seems to be is males oh. primarily in their early adult age that we're having this problem with.
2: Right, and, but you'll also see some females too. You know, those those three uh, Brits uh, a couple of years ago. I, in fact, I saw something in the news the other day that they the the family fear that one of the daughters has been killed in an airstrike or something. So you, you will see people, it's, the, it's the, the flavor of the month, if you will, or the flavor of the year. What's cool to do? Hey, let's go join ISIS and go fight the Jihad. You know I mean? there's You get that
1: stuff. That is amazing, the, the fad of the month.
0: And as we go into a break, as we as we go into this break, once again, you know, uh, to our listeners that made it may have just start joining us, this is uh, my friend, uh, major in the United States Army, Jesse Branson, man, we're going to break. We appreciate you being here with us. Uh, Stick around, everybody. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. On a Monday, August 15th, we all hope you're having a great Monday morning. Today, we have a special guest here with us. His name's Jesse Branson, my high school, middle school pal. Uh, We've been friends forever. He's a major in the United States Army, and he's been sharing with us just his personal experience in the service as he spent time in Afghanistan, Iraq, Um, currently he's in uh, the Seattle market. He lives in a suburb outside there with his family, his two daughters, his son, his wife, um, an American citizen who has contributed back to the country. And Jesse, after, you said 21 years you've been in? Uh, Yeah, it'll be 21 years in November. Um, How many different uh, locations have you been stationed in? I mean, I imagine that's tough, because you, I know just in the last eight years, you know, you were in uh, Fort Harucha, right? Wachuka. Wachuka, down there past Tucson. Yeah. I know that you've been in Alaska. Now you're in Seattle. But during that time, they sent you to Afghanistan. They sent you to different, different places. Yeah. I remember you were teaching uh, at West Point at one time. Yeah. Um, what other places have you been? Uh, well, uh, start out in Alaska,
2: so I haven't been to as many places as a lot of people in my rank because I was in Alaska for my first seven years. So I was in Alaska for seven years, Fort Huachuca for a couple, then I went to Indiana University to get my master's degree in kinesiology, which was a requirement to to teach at West Point. So uh, after that, I went to West Point, taught there for a few years, uh, went back to Alaska for three, and then uh, Seattle, where I currently am. Now, what is your master's in what? Kinesiology. And that is? That is basically uh, the study of the body movement. Uh, you know, kinesis, kin, uh comes from uh, kinetic, which is movement, and then ology is a study of. So, uh, basically, uh, that's probably uh, a really fancy word for physical education.
1: <laughs> ah, they, hence yeah. how physically fit you are.
2: Well, if it, you know, kinesiology, emphasis in sports science. So, um, yeah, I mean, because I taught at the Department of Phys Ed at West Point. So.
1: And how was West Point? I would have got to believe, I mean, that. One of the most prestigious oh, yeah. schools in the country.
2: Yeah, I mean, you get there, and the campus is just, I mean, it's like castles. Um, and they're, they're the best students you could ever have because they're cadets, and they got to do everything you say, right, or you do—they do they do push-ups. So, uh, you know, because I've taught in high school before, and you teach these high school uh, kids, and, you know, they don't have to do what you say. You send them to the, to the principal, but, you know, when you have cadets.
1: How about the officers of today compared to, you know, we talked about the recruits. and and trying to get the right type and the challenge there and the entitlement and all of those things. Is it a little different in the officer rank?
2: It's a little different because, yeah, they might show up with a sense of entitlement, but uh, they leave with a sense of of service to their country. Uh, Because, you know, those cadets show up, they're young, they're 18, uh, they don't know really what to get themselves into, and then they get tore up there, pretty much. Tore up and brought back up.
1: What a great... uh,
0: what a great guest! I
1: mean, I know right? he's my
0: pal. I know, and, and uh,
2: who uh,
1: knew that in Rupert, Idaho, you could produce a citizen like this guy?
0: Yeah, listen, don't let his head get too big. I know him who <laughs> he was. He was a punk in high school. I still think he's a punk today, but I love him, and that's that's just how it is. I I, I I am a punk deep down. I'm a punk, but yeah. you
2: know what? Yeah, I have fun doing what I do. So,
1: well, I'll say this, Jesse. It was a pleasure uh, to have you on today. Uh, it was my honor uh to to ask you to join the program and, and thank you so much for uh the service that you provided to this country and obviously uh for being Homer's friend because that's I mean wow that yeah, that's that's a, a job in itself that's a whole different story but uh I
0: know you guys aren't even kidding. I know how difficult that <laughs> <I> can be
1: <laughs> But uh Jesse thank you so much. Thanks for being yeah, here. Yeah. And uh if you're ever back in town, don't hesitate. We'd love to have you back.
2: Hey thanks a lot Joey and thanks Homer for having me. Absolutely,
1: Jesse. Um, just a great honor, great pr- privilege to to have uh, uh, someone like that, a current active military member, join the program and talk about all the things that he's seen and and really, again, similar. Whether you know, you think about this, doesn't really matter whether it's the economic things that we are struggling with today, uh, what's going on in our military, what's happening with with the, the recruits that Jesse's now a part of and all of the the things that have changed, the sense of entitlement and and what is it that this country can do for me versus what can I do for the country. And, and you know, it, this used to be the thing that made this country so great was the fact that, you know what, you when we talk about this all the time was, hey, in America you had the ability to be anything you wanted to be if you were willing to go out and put the work in. And now it seems like we we've entered this this whole new era. And and maybe it is the same, you know, I remember uh, the older generation, the people when I was when I was a teenager, when I was in my early 20s, the people that were in their 40s and 50s and older than that, the 60s, and the 70s, you know, we were terrible kids in that rock and roll music and all of that stuff. But long
0: haired hippie. You no long haired right,
1: hippie. Right? And, 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 <laughs> uh, and all of those things. And, and maybe this is what we're going to say about this generation. But, Jesse, it sure feels different. Oh, yeah. I mean, it really, really does. I mean, it just feels I, like the work ethic is different. The the entitlement is well, so I think, much more.
0: Can I just say one thing about the entitlement that we, we've we mentioned it several times here today. I think it goes back to, and I don't know when this started, but where every team got a ribbon, where every team got a trophy, where everybody was a winner, and nobody learned how to lose. I'm talking our kids. When right. were, Isn't
1: that really the basis of uh, that? Right? You think uh, right,
0: right. about it, you're right. You know, and there was no, no – nobody was on a losing team. You know what? When, we, when I played Little League Baseball, if you suck you sucked. Your yeah, team you did you have no know trophies. My
1: room didn't have – I wasn't wall-to-wall trophies in my house. If your
0: team was 0-8 and, and in the newspaper – uh, uh J and K Electric was O and A. Oh, that's our team. That's my right, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean we I we, mean Jesse played little league with all those teams. You know, Doc and Dan's team was eight 0 nope, I'm on not on that team and that was the only team that got a trophy. Yeah. Today, you know, I mean uh I don't know what the prize is participation trophies is what they call them. That's the entitlement and I think, you know I don't know. I just think where you were saying earlier. We used to be told you can grow up and be anything you want. I don't think our kids are being told that. They're certainly not given that right path to get there because they don't ever face the... Well, you know what? Why would they want anything
1: when they always get a trophy to do everything? Just something to think about. Final segment coming up, Patriot Radio News Hour. Hey, final segment on a Monday. Just to... You know, something we don't do very often, but I, at least for me, you know, what it's something different, and and I hope all of you uh, enjoyed it and and appreciated hearing uh, from one of our service members, and and uh, I hope you're entertained by that, and, and you know what, the, there's uh, a lot of good still here in America. There's a lot of great people uh, like Jesse that are fighting every single day to protect us and keep us free, and and I hope that all of you out there do your part, whether that's serving in the military, whether that's voting, whether that's getting behind the people that are going to turn this country around. I It's it's your duty. That's our way of fighting. That's my way of fighting uh, to protect our freedoms. And, and that's what we try to do here every day. And And when you guys do business with us, that allows us to continue to do what we do so we can fight this fight together. You know, one of the things Homer was you know as homers you know he's coming up now on almost three years of of being with us here at the patriot Trading group and he said to me last week joe you know what you're not running enough silver what about the silver guys you know when i get on the phone these people want to talk about silver and so today uh for all you silver guys we're going to put Silver Eagles on special. Normally, they'd be $475 a roll. Right now, by the way, uh, Silver's up about 15 cents, $19.85. Uh, so at $475, you would be paying just under $4 uh, an ounce over. We're going to take it down 1 through 14 rolls of U.S. Silver Eagles. 1 through 14, you're going to save $5 a roll. So it go all the way down to $470. If you buy 15 rolls or more, uh, 15 rolls would be uh, 300 Silver Eagles. So if you buy 300 ounces of Silver Eagles or more, I'm going to take another $5 off. So those will be $465 a roll. Uh, And that takes your cost down to less than what about three dollars and forty cents over spot at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two u.s. silver eagles we don't really run silver eagles on special very often uh um just because the the u.s. mint charges such a big premium it's already a really tight spread but for today we're going to do it uh jesse was on the program today and it was just fantastic so U.S. Silver Eagles, 1 through 14 rolls. You save $5 a roll at $470. Uh, If you order 15 rolls or more, I'm going to take another $5 off, so you'll be saving $10 a roll. 15 rolls or more would be $6,975. Add $25 shipping in hand, we'll make it an even $7,000 uh, if you buy 15 rolls of U.S. silver eagles, you'd be saving yourself 10 bucks a roll. At 800-951-0592. Uh gold's up as well today. Gold's at 1,440 dollars, up about four dollars. Uh, like I said, silver is up 15 cents. Wall Street. All three indices are higher again. The Dow's up 75, the S&P's up 8, the Nasdaq's up 35. And believe it or not, this time, it wasn't bad GDP out of the United States. It was bad GDP out of Japan. The new world we live in, the worse the economy is, apparently the better the stock market is. Call us, 800-951-0592, and we'll talk again tomorrow. (laughs)